Happy Woo Wednesdays. If you're a photographer, get on my list. Go to my website, www.heckyesmedia.co. I have so many cool freebies, masterclasses, and resources galore for you to get unstuck. Today we have a repeat guest and her name is Renee Sabo. She's a luxury Boston wedding planner and a host of my favorite podcast called Confetti Hour. She is the most genuine person you will ever meet. Today we talk about emotional marketing to attract luxury clients. Wedding pros, if you want to get in the minds of luxury clientele, you're going to want to tune in. All of these tips are tangible and you can start implementing today on your website and social. We even get super emotional at the end just talking about emotional marketing. Enjoy! Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Woo Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa Wu. I have a very special guest and my friend, Renee Sabo. She's been on my podcast before talking about how to position yourself in the marketplace. But today we have a whole new topic. It's about using emotional marketing to attract luxury clientele. So she is a luxury wedding planner in Boston for Urban Saray. And she also has one of my favorite podcasts for wedding professionals called The Confetti Hour. I was a guest um, before talking about mastering the sales call. And I said all these crazy like secrets and it's, I, I listened it was to it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. But welcome Renee. Welcome back. Thank you, Chris. I'm so happy to be back. And you are one of my favorite podcasts. So I laugh when you tell me that you like listening to mine. So we're just all one big podcast family. Yeah, we have the podcasting sick voices right now. Oh, yeah. We're going to be coughing this whole episode. So bear with us. Literally. (laughs) I know. I yeah, we both have colds. And I think of it like that episode in Friends when Phoebe had her like, sexy voice. And I'm like, I don't think I sound very sexy, though. But I was just saying it's been like a week with this cough and I got to get back to work. So we're we're going to power through it. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about your life, girl. Like I know you're, yeah. like you're coaching, you're doing a bunch of stuff. You're like the president of WIPA in Boston. You started it. You just have all this cool stuff going on. Oh my so gosh. Yeah. Your life? You're so sweet. Yeah. No, it's been um, crazy since we recorded last year, but all good stuff. I'm really um, excited for a lot of the developments that I founded the WIPA Boston chapter here or started the WIPA WIPA as a large organization, but we started with some fellow pros, um, the Boston chapter, and I'm really excited to be the president going in. I've been the president this year, going into our first real year as a chapter. So that's been fun. And then um, for those that didn't listen to our other episode, I can say, yes, I'm a wedding planner. Um, my company, Urban Soiree, we do full service uh, weddings and um, we've actually been branching a lot more into destination work. So I've had a lot of travel this year, which has been wow. exciting, but um, I 
still, still my bread and butter. I still love it. So I'm so excited to talk about this topic because it's near and dear to like how I operate. Um, but otherwise I have the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. I know it's all good stuff. So, um, but I have the podcast and we are about to launch seasons because originally I was airing every other week, which Kristen knows because she gives you guys so much amazing content. It's a lot of work to run these podcasts. Um, so we're excited because we're going to be launching seasons after the new year. And um, we're also like launching my education site. So that will be out soon with like Ooh. resources. Uh, I already offer one-on-one mentoring for aspiring planners, but uh-huh. it's all going to be under one house now under my education brand. So I'm super excited to, talk, to share that. So yeah, I yeah. told you last time, remember you talked about position, your, position yourself in the marketplace. I was like, you could turn this into a chorus like this. I know. Conversation. It was so good. And I told you I never hit that luxury market, which maybe was not intentional, but that would have been cool, I guess. Um, But our listeners um, really know that you're in for a treat because if you want to hit that luxury clientele, like you educate yourself first before doing it because you kind of need a roadmap. It's not easy. And yeah, you don't know WIPA it's, it's wedding industry professionals association. I went to the event last night at the eBell in LA and wow, it was, I was blown away. It was so so crazy. Like, and I was just so inspired to be, and so happy to be a member. And they said they wanted to like make a position for me to help them with podcasting and social media. And it was so cool. Yeah. Like a part of the, like a part of the room. Right. Yeah, I think it's an awesome community and they, they're really trying to elevate the standard uh, for our the wedding professional space, which, you know, for people like you and I who have worked for a long time, like we really appreciate having a community where we can network and, um, you know, also have growth. Like, I think you're never done learning, which is why we're here, obviously. Um, And so WIPA has been a cool community for sure with that. I love that they're going to create a space for podcasts and media, like just totally taking on the new age, like digital space, which is really cool. Oh yeah. That's so cool. And I guess I'm so excited for all your new ventures, but tell me about your education site launching. So I'm, thank you. You're so, I'm, I'm nervous because to be honest, I have been quietly, you know, offering mentoring services to the right fits for planners, but this is definitely an exciting shift to open myself up more to offering education. I just love it. You know, I love being able to help fellow pros. Like you, you know, the feeling it's like just, you know, if we all, if we all can support each other and lift each other up, the industry is going to be better. So I'm yeah. excited, but a lot of my resources are for fellow wedding planners only. Yeah. And um, I mean, I have the podcast, which I hope serves other wedding professionals, but planning is near and dear to my heart. So I'm really excited to help like this next generation of planners wow. um, with more opportunities to connect and grow that way. So, and then the yeah. resources will be really fun. Um, I don't have any courses coming out just yet, but Chris yeah. has been cheering me on for that for a while. So <laughs> It's on uh, maybe in the next like year or two, like plan, but not for this year coming it's year. Hard. So. It's hard to just record yourself yeah. on these modules, but I think it is. Um, you just got to sit down and do it and then just tweak it along the way. But I think true the way you teach, um, I would say your secret sauce is getting people to that luxury clientele, but is that like that. The bread and butter or is there? Yeah. Or tell me about it. I 
Really appreciate that. Thank you. I think that that is one of my secret sauces. And I think a lot of the planners that are working with me are striving to up their markets. And so that is definitely um, a big focus in my mentorships. Like I had topics shelled out that really focus on that, similar to what we'll talk about today. Um, but also just in general, like processes, flow, how to manage client expectations. Like planners, we go through a lot. Um and we work with our clients for a very long-term process and those lines can get really blurred. Um, and especially if you are aspiring to be in the ultra luxury or luxury space, like you just have to have a really well-run business. So I'm excited to like provide resources that have helped, that helped me that I specifically use in my business, my team, and I use it um, and also help some people develop their own and put their own touch on it. So it should be um it should be a really uh, fun year launching it. And then there's a lot of hope for the future to add courses and more opportunities. Like um, I've always wanted to host a workshop for planners and just really get into the nitty gritties. Like there's different things when you get to this, you know, luxury, ultra luxury space that people don't talk about as frequently. It's getting much better with things like our podcasts um, and conferences, but you know, like percentage pricing and people pricing in general, just things that need to be talked about. Um, and I think it's so important for like younger, you know, generations to learn this stuff so that they aren't going through the same pitfalls that we all went through. Right. Yeah. We're we're helping our people out. (laughs) That's for sure. And it's been, it's super rewarding. It's, and it's fun. It's a nice change of pace from, you know, client work every single day. So I'll take it, but thank you for letting me share a little more about it. (laughs) Yeah. And then you said you're going to be doing a lot of like destination weddings coming up and next year. Yeah. So, well, this past year was a lot with destination in a good way. We had, um, we had a a wedding in Montreal, um, and just some other like States throughout the U S and then just a lot of travel. I was in Amsterdam and Las Vegas for some work. So very fun destinations. Um, I, I tend to lean towards like romantic destinations. So Europe is high on my list for this coming year, but as of right now, I'm still booking a couple destination spots. So Wow. It'll be cool. Cool yeah, to see where I we mean, end up. Go check out Urban Terrain. It's, um, I would say in my words, three words, it's luxury. Um, <laughs> it's romantic. Um, and it's timeless. So thank you. That's I mean, literally my target. Yeah. Oh, okay. Words. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know. Even though timeless could be like a played out word, like it truly is timeless. <laughs> yeah. I definitely want my, cl- my clients fit well with me. Like I love, I'm pretty, I am pretty modern as like a, as a style, as a stylist, but I do want them to be able to look back and not regret that they did anything. So I would say we lean more into like timeless style as opposed to trendy things that yeah. are overdone. Um, not that they're overdone. Some people are really fun and rock that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but my clients tend to want like that timeless look that they're going to look back in 50 years and still reflect their personalities. So yeah, I mean, our last conversation is all coming back to me. Like I remember you saying, yeah. like, timeless locations, but like crazy architecture or like venues that, that really like have um, a lot of history behind it. Yes. Um, how do you get your heck yes from your dream client? You have such a good memory, first of all. But yes, I I get my heck yes. I honestly am just myself, which can be to my detriment as well as a business <laughs> owner, um, because I'm a little I'm, I'm from Ohio. So I'm very, very um, nice, I would say. And I live in East 
I live in the East coast in Boston and they're a little, you know, hardcore here. Um, so that can be a challenge, but I think that I get my heck yes, because I'm super transparent with my clients and I have a very process process driven approach to my wedding planning. Um, I just think that it, helps with confidence and you know when they hire us like I know exactly what I'm doing so yeah um, that's okay yeah it is all I coming love. back to me the MBA yeah that's where the process is oh my god look at yeah. she's so great I don't even have to sell I'll just have Carissa come do my sell my services I love oh, this yeah, I mean I think last time you said oh you can write my show notes <laughs> literally I know you're so you're so sweet um but no I mean for me I just have a lot of fun with making my company work for me and I think that is literally why we all love being an entrepreneur. If you are one, um, or even being in this creative industry, like working for a company, there's a lot, we get to have a fun job if you make it fun. Yeah. Um, what kind of made you want to get tap into the luxury clientele? Because yeah, me, I think I was a little bit scared, um, of yeah. into that clientele because you know when you go into luxury like they have some certain expectations you know budget maybe their parents could be like more involved if they're giving them all the money or maybe like yeah like big tech people um what was like like what what was your why behind it yeah no definitely I I also should start off by saying there's no right market to me. I think it's all about us. I know I mentioned that in our last episode, which is a super great prequel for people to go listen to and listen to this topic, I would say, um, because you may not even want to be in the luxury market for all the reasons Carissa just said and more. And I think for me, it's just all about finding the right fit of like your personality and who you are. And so the way I got into all of it was, um, you know, I started out, you know, working events in Ohio. And I just wanted more. I think I wanted more (laughs) customizations. I'm really drawn to the design and creative aspect where we get to transform the spaces. And so it lends itself to a luxury wedding. And um, like, you know, it kind of it's clients looking to do transformations and really like personalize it even further, right? Like custom touches. Um, And so that's honestly how I got into it. It's just like my eye for wanting to get into design. Um, and then otherwise, you know, I work for two luxury planners here in Boston. I was very lucky to have their leadership. And I think I actually left and went to a hotel that was in a different market, probably like, I guess your average lovely, uh, average and lovely are not the same. Lovely is actually quite nice. And average is quite nice too. It's just like, this was probably like sitting between average and lovely. Like some people would customize, would add upgrades and others wouldn't, you know, is a perfect balance, um, for them. But for me, I just really miss the custom touches working with someone, you know, from start to scratch. And so I definitely think you just find your niche and what, what works for you. And, uh, there is a lot more opportunity in other markets. I will say the luxury and ultra luxury space is very condensed. It's less, there's less weddings, right? And so if you are going to be in this space, not only do you have to be top of your craft, you have to be a good business owner. Uh Um, but you just really have to be able to manage the client and be a good fit for them. And so I think you see a lot of people later in their career in that space because they've done a lot of that work, but that doesn't have to be the case. You know, there are, everyone can do what they want to do. It's just a matter of being realistic about, you know, where you are in your business and what experience you need to get there. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah. And one more, one more question before we get into hot topic, what it'll lose. Yeah. To, but, cool. Um, what does processes mean to you? Like when I think of processes, I mean like 
SOPs. I think of guidelines. I think of questionnaires. Ah. I think of like a whole like one, two, three, four, five, or A, a to Z. Um, is it more than that? Like, um, how yeah, you with it, like, kind of walk me through it a little bit. No, I love these questions. Honestly, when I think of process, I think of it both internally and externally. So, um, I think of it externally being the process for your client. And then I think internally is like those SOPs and those like CRM systems and the things that we're doing to make things more smooth. So I focus a lot into both of those. Um, And so on the client facing side, I break the planning process down into four phases that we kind of walk them through. And of course, there's a lot of project management in between for my job. It looks very different for every, you know, type of creative, um, but it can be kind of fun for you to break into those phases and tell them what to expect. And then internally, it's all about how are you executing and delivering that, right? Uh, and so, you know, we use Monday for project management with my team. We have every project that we do, including my education website and things to keep us organized. We use IO Planner for our client facing and internally, we also use it for certain things. Wow. Google Drive, you know, there's just things. So it's like important. And then of course those become SOPs, right? Like these are the things we're using to operate. And this is how we, is our standard way of operating now. So it's totally uh, developed over the years. And I think it changes like often wow. too. Like I'm always asking my team because sometimes they don't like what I put in place. So we have to figure out what works because if you're like, if one person's using one system, but another person isn't using it, like it's not going to work. And that goes for your clients too, right? Like I have aisle planner, but if they're not looking at it, we're not speaking yeah. the same language. So a lot of little checkpoints to ensure that we're all on the same page. And I think that's really what I think of process. So like yeah. could be, for your client or for you, but everyone has to be on the same page, you know, Yeah, including you. yourself. Thank you for <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for asking. That. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting, you're a plus plus student. <laughs> oh gosh, no, thank you. And honestly, I'm still growing. I learn from other planners. I learn from people like you. Um, I'm always learning new technologies and almost to my detriment. Like I think sometimes you also can be happy with what works, you know, yeah. um, my parents always teach me that they're like, not the type to, you know, I'm like, Oh, this got broken. I'll just buy a new one. And they're like, no, Renee, you can fix it. Um, and so I think you have to find your balance with it, you know? Yeah. We're on the Amazon click, 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 like, Oh yeah, we are. I hate it. I'm trying to break my cycle out of that, you know, cause sometimes I I don't need to spend extra money on the new hottest software for CRM. Like I already have one that works. So my husband's like, why did you buy another magic bullet? I was like, because it was Cyber Monday, but we have one already. <laughs> oh, I love that's literally my life too. I know. I'm like, we bought a second vacuum. He's like, we already I have do. one. There's on Cyber Monday. It oh seems like I needed it. They really sold us on it. Oh my God. Okay. So, anyways, I'm going to repeat the hot topic one more time. So, it's using emotional marketing to attract luxury clientele. I'm sure you could use these to attract any clientele um, that you want, but take it away with tip number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. I mean, like first and foremost, the, the ones that I'm going to combine is like, what is emotional marketing and why is it useful? Like those are two topics. So, or two of my tips, but um, they're more so just like what I like to cover before we dive in. Um, so, you know, obviously emotional marketing, I think people understand that that tugs at the heartstrings and that it's like supposed to feel meaningful and help others relate. Um, For me, it means, you know, speaks to the client's emotions. And so that's like my quick and easy, you know, why 
like what it is. Um, it but your heart, yeah. it speaks to your, it, it speaks you to your cry. heart. Like a yeah. Hallmark or Hallmark, Hallmark. Exactly. And a lot of marketing, whether it's this approach or another approach is supposed to tug at your interest, your heart. Like it is supposed to grasp us in like literally these black Friday deals with a vacuum. I didn't think I needed it, but that was a very compelling, you know, ad. So somehow here we are with two yeah, iRobots. Totally. Yeah. Like every level, yeah, like every room. Literally. Yeah. If you hear my dogs barking, it's because the iRobots like rolling around. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot so that funny. those are on right now. Yeah. Was, so I was hilarious. About, I was thinking about emotional things because, you know, I watched that, uh, like holiday movie with Freddie Prince Jr. He's a dad. And I didn't know it was, yeah. but I was like, it kind of like pulled at my heartstrings, but then the Lizzie, Lindsay Lohan one, like didn't. So I was kind of right. like thinking like what drew me in and what didn't. So it's oh, yeah. <laughs> that's such a good point. And the same goes for when like our clients are finding us, right? Like they have a connection and that's why they likely want to work with us. So yeah. And I find emotional marketing, I, you know, I say like, why is it important and useful? Like, I think emotional marketing is so critical because we're handling important events that are such like personal milestones. And so I think that if you are in the wedding space specifically, it's going to be really crucial to utilize some of this approach because like people want to know they're hiring a human, you know? So, oh yeah, for sure. And they want to have a connection with you, but that's cool. Um, that you could do both like processes, but also emotional connection to you and your brand. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's like not rocket science. So this can apply to anyone. You don't have to be a wedding planner. You don't have to be, you know, only a photographer. Like this can be for even like catering companies, like talk about your team and what excels, but we're going to get to the biggest tip that I have, okay, okay. which is you know, the approach. Right. Um, and this is really like, what is emotional, uh, marketing? I guess I should have kicked off the call by saying I did go to college and have a BA in strategic communication. So I really love marketing. Um, that being said, I'm super self-taught. So I am definitely not a professor in this, but I do feel really passionate and I've like found ways to adopt these approaches to relate to my wedding business. Okay. So that's kind of the spin I take with okay. the approach. So there's like four things that I talk about with approach. Don't worry. They'll fit into our tips. <laughs> um, <laughs> But with approach, I talk about personal storytelling, you know, that is so important. Um, you know, listen to your clients, take notes throughout the process, uh, with a luxury clientele, there's really no detail that is too small. In fact, the small details are what make you stand out from a wow. personal storytelling. Right. Um, and so an example that I can, I can give you is say, you know, if you go above and beyond to get a vintage red wine that's special to the father of the bride, or maybe uh, you craft like a welcome basket that has really sentimental, you know, nods to how the couple met in college or where they grew up. Like, talk about that in your marketing. Like wow. that luxury is custom and custom events uh, are personal. So you see where I'm going with all this. No, yeah. I love that. I, I just listened to like um this interview with Oprah. She won the Emmy. She made a um she stars and produced and wrote the show Abbott Elementary. Wow. But they run amazing. she's only 32 and she won the Emmys. And she said it's oh about gosh. like a, a, I think it's elementary school, duh. Um yeah. and I think they said part of the reason like everyone gravitates to it because it was so like 
detail oriented like the lockers like um oh. the stories like the teacher stories like everything place was just like perfectly like designed authentically and that's um, so cool just like pays it she they said like when she was little like she was just like observer she like observed every little detail like her her mom was a kindergarten teacher so um so yeah it's interesting that's really cool yeah it draws people in and I think like they feel something when they catch those little details I love that I'm gonna have to check that that out (laughs) yeah I'll send it to you (laughs) okay perfect I love it yeah and I mean I think that you know this personal storytelling aspect can be so simple honestly I try to take notes like while I'm you know, talking to clients, it could be onboarding them or simply like at their tasting, you know, for photography, I would say probably in that sales call, you get a lot of tidbits about who they are and then you get to execute and showcase all that, you know, take those notes from when you first booked and keep it in a safe spot because, you know, those are really easy ways to market emotionally when you have it, you know, written down from your sales call. So, um, you know, another example I love to share about, with personal storytelling is, you know, I wish if we were speaking in person, when I teach this, I have photos. So Uh I'll paint you an invisible photo, but (laughs) say, say you're posting this lovely tablescape and it's just this beautiful wedding. Instead of just talking about how, you know, Oh, gorgeous chargers, or this is a gorgeous plate. You know, I like to point out things like, look at the custom olive oil bottle. We brought that olive oil from the bride's Um, family's farm in Turkey. And we had these like custom made with our illustrator shout out to her because she was awesome. You know, these are ways that you can really showcase those little touches that you're doing. Um, And that really connects with a luxury clientele because they want those details, right? Um, It just shows that you care about your client's interests and that you're going to make it incredibly special for them. And that's, that's what this market is all about. In fact, I think that's what all markets are all about. So luxury clientele or not like start using personal storytelling in your marketing oh, it's just yeah. really powerful yeah I've Some always, other, like, one, I always yeah. am, like listening um during the vows and during the ceremony yeah and even like jotting notes like what the um officiant said about their story or something they said in the vows and then just jotting notes because you know you're gonna forget so when you write that caption like you want to be so detailed that people yeah. think that, like that wedding photographer that wedding planner really really cares and that's the price honestly I think it sets people it sets you apart you know what I mean like it really does because it's not just another number their wedding isn't just another check like like we actually are in this industry because we love what we do, you know? And so I think it just like shows that when you talk about those things. Oh, I love that. I was shooting weddings basically for free or for like a grand. And I was having to haggle for every single session to try and like show them my value. And now I have clients coming to me saying that they want to work with me. And I have, more importantly, other people in the industry recognizing my worth and asking me to work with them, which to me means even more than the clients because they're people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years. They've seen, you know, hundreds of other photographers and they're able to recognize me and the value that I can offer them. Yep, that's my student, Kimberly. She's just one of my dozens of students crushing it. Go on my website, 
media.co and book a 15-minute strategy session with me. Only if you want to be booked out on multiple preferred vendor lists and have a proven marketing plan. The last little example I like to share because I try not to always share planner examples, um, but like say you're a DJ and you 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 work with high-end clients. Um, you could talk about how you worked with the couple on a few different songs for their first dance and found a way to elevate it with a seamless mashup or, oh, you know, just talk yeah. about how you you custom tailored their playlists. Um, you know, bands can do this too. So those are just some fun ways to talk about those like stories and, and what was that like with certain clients? So, um, yeah. So the next, the next like tidbit, which I think comes, I think it comes to no surprise, but people have a hard time with it, but like with the approach of emotional marketing, you know, showcasing your expertise and value is super important. Um, because, showcasing your expertise and value is what sets apart a luxury vendor. We are, you know, very confident in our services, um, as a lot of people are, and they should be, um, but a high-end client, like you have to be confident and show that value and show your expertise. That is why they're hiring. You know, they want to know that they're handing their event off to someone, um, who gets them. They are not interested in the nitty gritty. They are hiring you to bring their vision to bring their event to life and bring the vision, the ideas and the solutions. And so your marketing needs to kind of reflect that. Um, you got to be that person, right. Who has all the answers and you're going to bring it to life. So I would say, you know, ways that you can do this without, you know, with coming across in an emotional way and in a connect in a, connection-based way, you know, talk about your favorite things, like about a certain celebration and then talk about like how you and your team personally did that, you know, um, some other ways you can do this, not on social media, but, you know, blog posts, like offer your expertise and value. You know, I write blogs on what really goes into a wedding budget, because even for a luxury client, no one knows how to budget. And that is my job. Uh, I know how to, because I'm the expert in my field and I do this. So, um, you know, you can get into more public relations where you're contributing to articles. That's a great way to be seen as an expert and really, um, showcase, you know, your expertise, um, to the world and, you know, with the way you're wording it, you know, do it from a, not so much an ego approach, but more of like, a, you know, I'm we love that we got to help, you know, with this event and we did this, this, and this, we transformed this space or, you know, they were feeling a little bit lost about where to go with this playlist. And we were able to bring, you know, collaborate with them to bring it to life. Like there's just so much value and expertise to that vendor. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. Like when you true, I mean, literally like if you truly like transform a space, like not a lot of people could do that. Right. Oh, like, no. And yeah. they shouldn't all be doing it, to be honest, because they're there. It's definitely takes experience and it takes the right teams. And, you know, a client needs to know that they have the right person on the project that they're doing. Um, and I yeah. think that that can come across in your marketing just by simply talking about your work. You know, I see a lot of people uh, share, you know, why they set up a space a certain way or photographers talk about, you know, like the different beauty within like creating timelines or doing first looks. And like, all of these are just like ways to show your value and expertise, but you can talk about it. Like, you know, A&M had this like incredible first look and it really allowed them to enjoy all of 
every moment of the day together, you know, things like that, where you're, you're offering guidance, but you're also telling a story. And I think that could be really fun too. It just kind of captures people, you know? Yeah. Um, Just to emphasize, like for newer wedding professionals listening, like you don't have to have like, you know, you like all the awards yet or have all these luxury weddings under your belt. Like you still could mm-hmm. demonstrate value. Like if you offer yeah. like, really beautiful albums or if you have like an onboarding call, offboarding call, like call before the wedding. Um, some photographers don't offer that. Talk about yeah. maybe you could help style the engagement session. Like I used to bring dresses because I had those subscription um clothes. Yeah. So I would get like really beautiful dresses. Like what are your selling points? Like like really talk about your value. And that's when, when people, when my students always ask me like, oh, someone tried to discount me, whatever. I'm just like, just keep talking about your value. Like, yeah, like why you're different and like what you bring to the table. And then they'll stop asking for the discount. Yeah. I think that creating value, there's so many ways people can do it and it doesn't really matter what market you're in. Like that, that is so important. So I love, I love that advice. Um, Okay. Well, so are you ready for the next one? I'm ready, girl. (laughs) Okay. So we talk about expertise and value, but I always like to talk when I'm talking approach with this, I also like to take a few steps back and talk about confidence. Um, I'm really big on leading with confidence and not ego. And that is something that I see happen a lot as a mistake when people are showcasing their value and talking about being in luxury events. Um, you know, it depends on the city and state and country you're in. Luxury means different things to different people. Um, and I would say, go back to that episode where we talked about market segments and yeah. learn what that is. Um, for me, my clients are not very boisterous. They don't like to um, be flashy with their money. They're investing quite a bit in their celebration, but they would never like call their wedding luxury. Um, and so I say lead with confidence and not ego because it wouldn't come across very suitable if I was like, well, I am the best in Boston. So blah, blah, blah. You know, like there is so many ways to show that you are passionate and the, and like leader in your field without coming across with ego. Um, and so some examples are like on my website, I, in my about page, I always say like the heart behind urban soiree. And I talk about why, how I got to where I am, what I love, why I love my process, why I think, you know, it's suitable to help people Uh, that I work with. Um, and then other ways you can do it, you know, like I look at some other vendors and they have really great, you know, slogans on their websites or the way they market. And they just talk about like, you know, planning extraordinary events, parties that guests will talk about for years to come. I think that's on Marcy Bloom's website. Like how incredible is that? Of course, that is showing confidence without talking about yourself or being egotistical. Um, you can talk a lot about raising the standard for your craft, you know, like we, we really try to, you know, set a new standard for planning services. And, um, what that means for us is that we invest a lot in those processes, like we talked about. And so like being able to share that I get giddy about it. And most of my clients are really respectful that I have put that much work into my process. So, you know, these are ways I I can, I mean, Renee, like just to give you some kudos like that's how I kind of see you like oh, you know you. You're, you have you won all these you know awards best wedding planner um um you are president of WIPA you have this amazing podcast you're a veteran but then you are super down to earth and 
you yeah. don't come across like, Hey, I am better than you. Um, right. you don't come across like, um, <laughs> like you're never going to get to my level type of thing. I'm uh, like, honestly, you're probably my biggest competition. They're all coming for me. I'm getting old. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's so sweet of you. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I do hope that's how we're oper- I operate. I try to try to check myself and make sure but that I think the confidence like does come with actually being good honestly because yeah I think you get into a rhythm yeah and that's you don't have to like really be boisterous like oh wow look at like I'm literally the best like you have so much experience and work to back you up so it does yeah like knowing your craft and being really good at it yeah and I think like just like what you said just talk about your work and your craft you don't need to talk about you don't need to talk about other professionals that are doing the same line of work I don't need to talk about other planners um I don't need to compare myself to other planners. There are so many amazing people here. The most important thing at the end of the day is that I can advocate and sell my service, which, and my value and that it's the right fit for them. And so there's really like, when you just focus on that, I think that you build that confidence and believe me, confidence is like actually the, the biggest thing I struggle with. And so your words really do mean a lot to me. Thank you, Krista. Cause I even like, you know, Megan Ely, who I think connected us like Uh last year, she tells me all the time. She helps me with my speaking that I have to, you know, in a good way, like encourages Uh me to work on my confidence. And, um, it's not something that comes naturally. So I feel people, we should give ourselves a break, but like slowly, but surely just talk about your work, you know, that you can be really confident about. It doesn't even have to do, you know, just with me, it's like my team and you know what we offer. And so that's really cool too. Oh yeah. You got to build the confidence. I I saw someone real and they said like confidence is truly like a muscle. Like you have to work it out every day. Yeah. Even pandemic people got a little shy and introverted and not wanting to like, we weren't talking as much to people and like, and people start going to vent and they're like, I feel weird. Like, I know. Like it's too many I people. Know. So it's like, it is an, like, it is working out your abs. Like you're not going to get a yes. if you don't do like those crunches, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know there's a little bit of discipline to it too, which I am really bad at that. So need to get on my Peloton, but it's okay. <laughs> I know I have it right here. It's like not I'm place. like, well, yeah, I saw it and I was like, oh gosh, I didn't ride this week. I gotta oh go. Um, yeah, but no, I think you're right. You gotta just get more and more comfortable with it. If it helps, you know, when I'm selling to my clients, I put like a little post-it on my desk and it has like a few questions and it has a couple oh. like reminders for me. The biggest one is listen. Because I'm like, if you listen to what they need, you have everything you need to sell to them, assuming that you want them to be the right fit. Um, And second is my pricing. And I'm like, you can do it. This is what your pricing is. Do not waver. Do not go under. And even even though I've grown exponentially over the years, I still have that post-it because I still get swindled into falling in love with our clients because who doesn't? But even though we're in the industry of, you know, loving of love and like, you know, this really awesome space where we get to celebrate with people, uh, we're still a business. And so yeah. I, I, that is my confidence post-it. I'm just like, you are worth it. Like it just says wow. it right there. So yeah. And I think like having those processes leads you to be more confident too. So, um, but to loop it back to emotional marketing, I think just talking about that, you know, talk yeah. about 
what you're doing to serve your clients. And I think that shows a lot of care and confidence. Yeah. Do you know uh, Christelle Lim? She's like mm. an influencer, Korean. Oh, no. Um, I'll have to look. I'll have to follow. Yeah, she just recently talk, started talking about like her divorce and like how um, she didn't like you know, she's going to be shamed what to do with the kids and, you know, like yeah. events and not having like any emotion and like what was wrong with her. Cause she was leading by like what people are telling her, not by her heart. Um, and wow. I think it resonated with me and I, I made it a point for next year to be very emotional in, um, my coaching feed. I love that. Yeah. yeah because, um, like just, I had, I do master classes and my first master class was, three months ago and I was literally like couldn't sleep I couldn't eat um no people could literally tell I was nervous like crazy and now um it's gonna be my third one tomorrow and I just have gained so much confidence in myself and who I am in my voice and um I forget the point of my story oh yeah the vulnerable um yeah just being really emotional and maybe talking about that like how how hard it is to go live your first time how hard it is to start a podcast how how hard it is to even um post your face on social like it's so hard and um yeah. just but I love that that's that's like what's going to attract you to like your your perfect client because those are the people that truly want you for you yeah honestly I could not have said it better I think that is so true and it really actually leads me into my last point which is amazing um it don't underestimate the power of human connection and that's literally what you're saying like that vulnerability with an emotional marketing approach is so so powerful um I had a really hard 2021 like most people listening I'm sure did with the post-pandemic uh influx of weddings um and it got really hard like you know I I'm on anxiety meds from it now. I, you know, had a few pretty severe panic attacks that wound up in the hospital. So I think that I was so scared to post that stuff because I thought people are going to, people are going to think I'm weak or people are going to think that I can't serve these high-end clients. Um, and it was honestly quite the opposite. Um, I, I really try, took me a little while, but I finally found my voice with it. And obviously you do it in a professional way, but you know, like there's, you know, I wish I could show you my presentation, but I can't, um, in person, but one day I'll come to a WIPA chapter near you and speak about this. Um, but you know, it's as simple as like, I, I think I said in my post, like, 2021 year in review, 14 weddings, thousands of hours of work, countless hurdles, but it was truly all worth it. And I talk about like, it's no secret that this year pushed us over our limits. I shared more about what that looked like for me with my Uh, mental health. uh Um, And I thanked my clients and I thanked all the partners I worked with. And that, that human connection, like my clients were like my biggest cheerleaders through it all. And they refer me to business, you know, they, it it's really gives me the goosebumps sometimes like wow. talking about it just because it's a powerful thing. Like just being, just being human to human, like people want that realness. They, they're beyond ready for that real interaction with you. So I had a shit storm of a year too. 2020. I, I want to like, hug you. Yeah, Cause I'm sorry for all of us, you know, I was like, <laughs> crying on the floor with like all my crap around me like bawling Same. like for yeah. like hours like total mental breakdown like I shot 
36 weddings like it's just like kids. unhealthy yeah oh, no yeah oh and, yeah like, I lost like my best friend like I mean not like died but like yeah but out. like yeah but still it's like super hard yeah you had lots going on no and that's what I mean like no one talks about that and yeah. the fact you still continue to show up and then also probably gave all those clients amazing albums is or like galleries is insane you know yeah and so I'm like that's where my confidence come into place like I did triple the amount of work and they were all amazing so yeah, I am top of my market because like wow. that's probably getting a little too ego, more egotistical than I would. Oh, to- dude, to your own heart sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but we have to, we have to be our biggest cheerleaders. You don't need to post about it on social media necessarily, but I agree, you have to give yourself some slack and credit. Um, but I think like just talking about that experience probably helps your coaching clients, you know, feel like yeah, they can relate a little more. Like, oh, I'm so awesome, you know, blah yeah. blah, blah. Like, um, look at me, like you, can right. Be- like no one likes that right and I think other ways to do it too like it where it's not necessarily related to you but with human connection you can talk about um I talked about my clients about how they handled a lot of those ups and downs with such beauty and grace um and to me like I think a lot of other couples resonate with that and they were like oh I'm not the only couple that you know, went through this or they dealt with twists and turns too, or, you know what I mean? And yeah. like, cause you see these perfect images all the time on websites and social media, but it, wedding planning is not like for the faint of heart. That's literally what I tell my clients Same and they laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They laugh like being a wedding planner is not, but even for them, like it is a, it is a journey. Hopefully we maximize the good parts of that and we bring a lot of joy and fun to it. But at the end of the day, there are going to be roadblocks and ups and downs and twists and turns because you're planning a large milestone event and an investment that a lot of them have never spent before. So there's, there's going to be hard twists and turns and compromises, you know? So I think like, it's okay to talk about how amazing our clients are for dealing with that stuff or, you know, how they handled it with such grace. Like, I think that, yeah. So that's another way to talk about human connection. We got so deep. Um, I think it's kind of running to our time. So yeah, that was my last point. So it was perfect. It was was perfect. Um, I feel like really emotional. So I guess that's good. Good. (laughs) We made, we made them made, made you feel something. And I also too, I had goosebumps talking. So thank you for allowing me to share. Like, I think this approach has been really, um, helpful for the success of my business. And I think a lot of people think when you get to a certain clientele, like a high end clientele, you can't be yourself. And I'm just, you know, going back to my secret sauce. That's really not true. I think you have to be a more polished version of ourselves, Uh uh um, a professional version, but you already are probably doing that. So (laughs) yeah, I'm super unprofessional. (laughs) No, no, you're fine. I love it. Oh my God. Okay. So tell everyone where to find you and how to work with you and anything else that you want to add. Perfect. Well, you can find me on Instagram for my wedding planning at urban underscore soiree. And then you can find the podcast at the confetti hour on Instagram and you can tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. And my new education site will be reneesabo.com. And that's Renee, R-E-N-E-E, Sabo is S-A-B as in boy O.com. And that will be coming out in January. So I'm so excited to share more about it soon. (laughs) Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. 
take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, Wedding Pros.